0: So, welcome to the Night Hertz podcast. This week, we started off uh, with a band from Switzerland called Norna, uh, and that was a track called "The Truther." Uh, absolutely, uh, like punishing stuff. They're real, sort of like post metal vibes. So, Pete, you picked this, and uh, yeah, just what a what a vibe. I mean, um, really, sort of expansive. Um, reminds me, you know, obvious um, kind of um, pinch points are kind of Court of Luna, um, Rosetta, maybe that that kind of level of, of post metal. What kind of duty to this one? Because I know post metal is not always your your hundred percent bag or it doesn't always pull you in as as much as other genres.
1: Yeah, it, it reminded me it you know it's got that I was thinking Alman as well, you know, along those yeah. lines. But I, I also thought it had lots of other elements in there. All when I was thinking about it, they're all European. You know, so for um, it's Part kind of almost like the French black hardcore output of Throat Ruiner records, you know, like say Amon Row and obviously post metal elements as well. Um But then there's a point in the in the song where I, I felt like it was going to put its foot down and like either kind of trample all ahead in like a ferocious hardcore stampede or going to kind of some introspective post-metal thing and actually what it did it, it held its tempo back instead and it felt it felt it brought doom into it in the way I heard it almost to you kind of reminds me of Black Shape of Nexus um, and that was unexpected and you know between doom and post-metal and black and hardcore like I say all these you know these rich ferocious european sounds it did have concocted something you know in between all of them and i yeah. think you know and that, that's that's unexpected and, and of course that's a great thing
0: so yeah i've not come across them before and um yeah really really impressed with this uh i mean there's there's lots of post-metal going around at the moment that sounds quite similar uh to each other and I, I just think this is something a bit unique yeah very sort of uh yeah, atmospheric, and and that's always good with with post metal stuff. So yeah, it's the Nine Hertz podcast, and as ever, we're going through nine amazing tracks that we found uh, this week through submissions or just sort of uh, going through like um, you know the the metal underground that we we sort of inhabit. Um, next up, so we've got a band called Gets Worse uh, from Leeds, who we've played many times before, I've seen them live, um, and I think um, I think Paul Priest is still involved in this one. Uh, I think he might have left. Uh, the band now because I think he's he's moved abroad but yeah this, this is fantastic stuff I mean it's uh, yeah just pinpoint grind stuff but with a sense of humour uh, it's exactly what I'd expect to sort of find at Dreadfest or you know um, the Fenton or, or one of those kind of like uh, sort of scummy sort of underground venues um, I love this as soon as I heard it I mean I'm I'm a big fan I think we played um, some of the tracks off Snubbed when it came out in 2019 so uh, yeah we're here three years later uh, and they're out with another amazing album. Um, I saw these in Aikido in in Lincoln once and yeah, it was the maddest show I've ever seen in that little room. Yeah. Takes some beating, I think. Um, So Pete, I I guess you heard the the full release. It's it's over within sort of like half an hour, I guess, probably less than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have. You know, the whole thing, it's like you say, it whizzes by in this kind of ball of fury and and joy as well. You know, it, it is, you know there's a real sense of funness to this band there you know it's like you said we about dreadfest you know obviously from leeds this you know it's the sound of leeds of dreadfest of you know going back to like ls6 hardcore you know of temple and Boom. you know when you think of the leeds scene gets worse is the sound of what you think of in your head i think the vocals are exactly how how violence should be it's you know the whole release is just this kind of perfect encapsulation of everything that's good about this music i you know i really like the whole thing it, it, it's worth sticking on that you know rather than picking out a minute's track yeah I, I i haven't really got much else to say it's just you know i think that says it says enough it is just a you know a perfect package
0: yeah and i think um like i remember the um from the pit podcast played a track and um They just remarked on how British it sounded, like authentically (laughs) British. And I was like, it does. It absolutely does. Because it's got like the Lee's accents come through. Um, And it's got that kind of, I don't know, tongue in cheek aspect to it that I I sort of love in grindcore. And uh, British bands do it really well. It's got like shades of narcosis, uh, you know, from years ago. Um, So yeah, I absolutely love this. The album uh, is out now and it's called Teen Wolf. We're going to play a song called Hard Grafter. And you can get this at getsworse.bankcamp.com. That was a track by the Leeds band, Gets Worse. Absolutely brilliant stuff there. Um, so we're going over to Cologne, in Germany, for this next one, and uh, a band called Unruh, who um, I think there used to be an Unruh that were like a sort of screamo band, but these are sort of far from that. Uh, they've got a new album out on uh, Babylon Doom Cult Records, and uh, yeah, it's sort of like uh, this kind of, blackened um i guess it's got shades of hardcore and, and noisy sort of stuff in it as well but it's, it's very much in the black metal vein and um the drumming in particular on this and the production and the vocals just like come together to make this amazing sound um i was absolutely captivated by this it just like the cover as well just kind of adds to the whole um feel of this and yeah it's it's rare that we come across something this amazing um Really, I, I thought I was absolutely blown away. So um, how did you find this one, Pete? It's brilliant.
1: Well, yeah, I reviewed them six years ago, actually. They, they put an album out on *Sentient Ruin. Um, and I wrote a review, you know, back when we used to write reviews rather than talk about them on podcasts. Um, and I went back and reread this when I found, you know, when I, I knew there was um, a new album coming out and reread that review. And it talks, I talked about um, like this wall of noise suffocating black metal but crucially with inputs from like, across the spectrum. And in that review, like I mentioned, you know, specifically mentioned like the body and liturgy, and it gives a good impression. Um, if, you know, I'm talking about my own review here, but um, of, of like where Unruh are, you know, the fact that they're, they're uh, really inventive, um, but they do so, you know, they, they bring that in without um, sacrificing any of the extremities. Um, and, you know, now that the back, they still sound like utterly essential. You know, we've got this mainframe of it's almost like crust infused black metal, mm-hmm. um, and then inputs from outside. You know, they, they, you know, from all over the place. And you know, as I say, what's what's really good about me is that none of those inputs kind of allow are allowed to like dilute that extremes. And it's just instead it adds to layer, you know, adds layers to it, it adds noise. You know, it's it's a really good release. They've lost nothing of that skill, and you know, and and crucially of that adventurousness. Um, I I think they're an incredible band, and this just further proves why.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm going to be listening to the whole thing like again and again. I think it's it's one of those that's kind of got deep layers that you can kind of peel back and and enjoy again and again. Really, it's it's really really interesting. so we're going to play a song called de Hauch de Freiheit um, and uh, you can get this at unrue.bankamp.com) <laughs> So that was the amazing Unruh. Uh, we're going uh, to a split release next uh, from uh, a band called Incarcia, who've done a split with a band called Apostles of Eris. Uh, and this is out on Zegma Beach. I mean, we've played quite a few releases from uh, Zegma lately. And um, the reason why is because it's like this inventive label that has a real cross-section of, of like European and American, um, you know, experimental kind of um, heavy music and, and this is no different really so we're going to play an N'Carsia track off this um, and I just thought it was just like a lightning in a bottle really it was just like really sort of intense but it's got a lot of um, heart to it as well And um, what did you make of this one Pete because it's, um, it's certainly unusual I mean the whole thing is is uh, kind of like a towering piece really I, I
1: liked it You know, way more than I thought it would as well I think On one hand, I thought there was this... I I don't think I'm in any place to properly appraise this. You know, like, it's not my kind of... uh, You know, it's not from my um, background of area. So, like, you know, excuse the kind of lame comparisons here. But but still, the way I kind of experienced it, on one hand, you had these eclectic, odd-pole guitars, which reminded me, like, you know, UK bands from 15, 20 years ago, like Trencher and Rollo Tomasi, you know, the early days of them. Yeah. And then on the other side, it was—it's was almost screamo in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that I feel like I'm having a, 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 a you know, late period screamo education through, <laughs> through this podcast. You know, like with my teachers being you and uh, Zegema Beach. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. But you know, the, with this, the whole what I really liked—the whole thing was, was like it's bright and alive at all times. You know, even when it's when it is eclectic and, and strange it's not overly technical it's just it just makes it feel you know odd and askew from the norm and yeah i just found that i, I kind of came out and thought yeah I, I really got that i really liked it and i can see why you'd love it
0: definitely i think there's um there's almost uh, a new wave of this kind of music um coming back i mean we 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 talk constantly on this podcast about you know, oh, there's this 90s scram sound in this. It's brilliant. But I think, honestly, that that wave has just kind of come back and and people like new bands and young bands are making this now, um, which is really exciting because I always thought it was quite a unique uh, genre. It, it sort of combines the emotion of, you know, the cheesier parts of, um, you know, traditional emo and punk um, with this like lightning fast, almost grindy sort of uh, influence and very much hardcore influence. Um, which works really well. I mean, um, it helps when the drummer's this frenetic and uh, the vocalist is so, um, you know, heart on sleeve emotional. But um, yeah, I, th- I think this, uh, this whole genre is really uh, unique and, and this is another example of it. Um, so yeah, if you want to hear the, the split, um, you can go to uh, zegma zegmabeachrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play one of the Incarcer tracks. This is Prog is for the Children. Okay, so that was Encarcia with a split that they've got out on Zegma Beach Records. If you want to hear the rest of that, uh, go to zegma zegmabeachrecords.bankcamp.com. Really good stuff. Um, next up, we've got a band called Travo from Portugal. And yeah, this absolutely blew my mind. Um, Pete, I mean, this, this started off um, very much in the Stoner Rock uh, sort of genre. I thought, yeah, this is another towering piece of Stoner Rock. And then it goes all psychedelic and heavy. Um, truly heavy at points and uh, really surprised me. I mean, is this a single? Because it looks like it's um, off a new album that's coming out. There is a whole
1: album. Um, this was the pre release single. So it's separate on Lancome. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. well, there, there is an album out now. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. Mm. I, I, yeah. I, you know, kind of got it on and knew straight away that this is a really cool album. It's a mix of, and this is a really, it's a daft thing for me to say, but it, it, in my head, it, in what I think of as psych and heavy psych, you know, how which in my head have clear distinctions, even if that's even if they're wrong. Like, this is how I define them. If that makes sense, I think if you went by labels, for example, Cardinal Fuzz, yeah, is psych, and TP Records is heavy psych. Maybe is, is kind of the best way I can explain it. But it, and it's got both elements of that. Um, You know, the vocals are awesome. Sound is like a wash with summery, airy, psychedelic noises. The guitar is delicate at times. It's fuzzier in other times. Um, And like you say, it brings in these heavy elements. This song, I think, is between two and a half minutes and three minutes, it gets really spiky. And that's, that's unexpected, really. And I was just completely sold as soon as that came in. I was like rocking out and just, you know, lost myself in being completely enjoyed by it. Yeah. The whole record though. You know, it's really worth it. It's a, a really good all-round record and a really
0: good find. Yeah. I mean, I keep coming back to this song. Um and it's just absolutely it sort of opens up maybe about halfway through and it's just this joyous kind of sound. And I just thought it's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, I'm gonna be listening to the album for sure. Uh so the album's called Sinking Creation. Uh, and we're going to play a song called Land Soon Uh, the band's called Travo Um, so yeah, check them out at travoband.bandcamp.com So that was Travo from Portugal. Uh, we're going over to uh, Australia for this next one. And, and this one was a real surprise because I thought, you know, this, this name came up on, on Bandcamp Friday and I thought, oh, okay, another another band uh, with the name Bong in it. So this is Bong Coffin we're talking about next. Um, uh, we've got Dungeon Weed on this week as well. So it's pro- probably hev- heavy on the sort of leaf this week. Um, and I thought, you know, I'll give this a listen, see what it sounds like. Um, it's a one-person project. Um, described as uh, heavy stuff, we hope, standing at the altar of the Iomic and staring to space with riphatic ecstasy, which I thought was brilliant. Um, and I really thought this is going to be bog standard kind of doom, but it's this evil kind of like mired sound and I, th- I thought it's got a lot more going for it than uh, than on first glance. Um, what did you make of this one, Pete? Because I-, I thought this was brilliant.
1: Yeah, like I didn't realise it was a one man band. I missed that. That's that's amazing. Um, I, you know, I'd come across this as well inevitably. I think, and in fact, actually, we swapped songs earlier than normal this, this week, you know, to allow us to kind of do so on Bandcamp Friday. Um, and therefore, you know, with the purchases we make for the podcast, therefore, kind of more money goes to the band. Um, and it, we put quite a lot of pressure on listening to a hell of a lot of stuff on that day. Yeah. Um, and. I said I thought, well, you know, look at the name of the band and the and the artwork and everything. This is this sounds like our territory, even if it's going to be straight up, you know, being stone or whatever. Mm. Um but I actually saw your avatar on the um the list of people who bought it. So I thought, right, I can actually put this one side and then yeah. list it later. Um I, I my preconception, I thought it was gonna be sludge. Um, yeah. But similarly, and it is—you know—it's still sludge. It is doom. It's, it is these things. It's not to pretend it's—you know—wildly different. But it's—it is. Um, there's more to it than you than you might expect. Um, I, I found it—it it was almost kind of um, grander than I thought it would. be, yeah. You know, it had a um, a this grand Doom stature to it, rather than this grubby sludge thing I thought it might be. In the vocals, certainly. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I kind of I was really impressed by it. With that. it had way more to it than I thought it would. I found it really enjoyable and promising for future as well.
0: Yeah, and it looks to be um, one of maybe five releases on there as well. So I think they've been yeah. making music all through last year, and um, this is like the first time we've picked them up really. So um, yeah, it's one to sort of maybe dip out uh, like heads back into the uh, discography here. So yeah, I, I thought this was just really interesting stuff and and very sort of nuanced as well like a lot more clever than um you know the the sort of overall aesthetic in the name i think i've fallen into the trap of thinking the name uh, means it's going to be moronic but it's it's not at all yeah absolutely love this so if you want to hear it you can go to bondcoffin.bandcamp.com the uh, release is called Enchained. we're gonna play the first song of this this is balrog Excellent. So that was the band Bong Coffin. Uh, We're going to uh, Geneva, Illinois for the next one. Uh, This is a band called Stomach who've uh, put out a demo. And um, yeah, this is just filthy stuff. We've gone back to our our kind of like sludge quota for this one, I think, Pete.
1: Yeah, I picked up on this from a recommendation called Nation, which is my first in a while. I used to find loads of stuff through there, but I think actually that's, I suspect that's more to be more, down to the fact that I'm on Facebook less than I used to be, rather than anything from that, you know, that, that any statement on that site's output. Um, they, they've always kind of unearthed gems for me over the years, typically from the like filthy American underground. Um, and for, I, actually, since I picked it, uh, and in the last day or two, in fact, I Dry Coffee announced that they're going to release a tape of this. So um, that, that's amazing news. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Um, so be able to get it, you know, cheap posting and everything. So, it, to me, this is absolute perfect sludge like in every way. You know, they get the tempo right, you know, which is of course as slow as possible. It's got feedback and static-filled air, and that that, that brings with it this sense of unease at all times. It has stunted surges, typically when the vocals enter, but mainly, you know, the, it's the fact that the, it never relents from that. That kind of mission, you know, this unwavering pace and style. This was my, you know, on that mad band, Camp Friday List of Thousands, I think this was my favourite by my favourite song of the list doing yeah,
0: it. Yeah, it sort of blew my mind a little bit. And uh, yeah, I just sort of wallowed in in the sort of four tracks that are on offer here. It. It's just really um, to the point and and full of grit and bile yeah just thought it was fantastic and dry cough releasing it is just a perfect uh home for it um you know they've got like this taste for unrelenting horrid uh sludge as well as um a newfound love of kind of this gritty death metal stuff so yeah it makes perfect sense so uh, yeah the demo uh, is available at stomachdoom.bandcamp.com Uh, Like we say, the tape is coming out on Dry Cough. Uh, We're going to play a song called Deserve, and you can get this at (laughs) stomachdoom.bandcamp.com. So that was the unrelenting sludge dirtiness of stomach. Uh, we're going to uh, Oakland, California for the next release, Dungeon Weed, who uh, we've played before. They have an album out in 2020 now, uh, called Mind Palace of the Mushroom God. And uh I think we we loved the hell out of that one. Um, this new one, uh, the eye of the ISO um, is just brilliant. Like I heard a few sort of preview tracks. Um, the, the full length is absolutely amazing um 16 tracks uh, so you get your, your sort of value for money here um despite the name you know these these guys are sort of quite serious in in how um well produced it is and, and how um full it uh, set of a sound they've got really um obviously it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek you know it's, it's got shades of uh sort of tabletop role-playing games um thanks to that title and uh I guess that just the, the lyrical influence comes from like fantasy and, and law from various sort of uh, fantasy games and novels and films and things. So I, I thought this was absolutely brilliant, silly fun and um, particularly the track that we're, we're going to play uh, gelatinous vault of doom. Um Pete, I mean, I know we both loved that first release. Um, I think this is even better.
1: Yeah, I do. Um, I do. You know, I still play that first release, but, mm. you know, from, I don't, when i'm kind of you know out walking and i've got my band camp um, you know like going through the playlist of, of things that you know you i own and therefore can play i, I often stop at this I, I do think that's partly because of the artwork kind of jumps out yeah you. um you know it sh- shoves everything else aside that might be on, on your screen at the time but but you know also because it's really good it's really good doom and it's you know it's there is that kind of balance they, they manage and it's a very delicate balance between, between it being um, you know the, the, the comedy of it, the tongue in cheek of it, but also without it sounding naff or without it sounding like a joke band and you mm-hmm. know and that, like you said that's done through the production and through great writing when they've got that you know there's, there's really good music in here as well don't be put off, don't just think this is that, you know just because you know, look at the artwork look at the name of the song, there's, there's really good songs within here I mean, it does. It, it comes across as if it's like it's the whole thing's been conjured by a like a jugger adult magician. Um you know, it is like the 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 this weird character on the front cover could be actually the band. You know, it, it, it's that that's strange. You, you know, it really kind of think it captures what I think the band probably looked like, to be honest. But like I say, there's way more to it. It's the fact that it's. It's creepy and slimy at times. It creates an oddness about it. Uh, and that suits the slow pace of Doom as well. And then you've got that mixture of of the, you know, the this the kind of it's obviously not serious in terms of the, you know, the title of this track. Add you know, mix that in with a slight occult slant. And it, you know, it's 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 kind of almost unnerving about where it where it actually sits. Mm. Um the sense of fun you know it is fun it is it's a lot of fun to listen to, but it's never at the expense of it's
0: it actually really good doing music I think. yeah really really exciting stuff and i, I think this is going to like appear in a lot of people's lists it's, it's one of those ones where it'll make an impression and, and stay with people um someone's called it psychedelic wizard doom which i think is perfect yeah. <laughs> They really need to say much more than that. So if you want to hear this, you can go to dungeonweeddoomsludge.bandcamp.com, which is possibly one of the best band camps we've ever written read out uh, on the podcast. Um, yeah, but we're going to play the song Gelatinous Vault of Doom. So if think to this, it's Dungeon Weed. So from the, the daftness, I guess, of, of Dungeon Weed, we're going to um, something all more serious uh, from Estonia. This is a band called Mang Ont uh, from a, a place called Tartu in Estonia. And uh, it seems to be uh, a guy called Hans Hom, uh, who's kind of recorded everything here. And frankly, it's it's a, a, a real worker that sort of twists its way into your brain um, somehow. Uh, apparently going since about 2017, um, this this band is just amazing really i mean the, the whole thing's very sort of like it's got loads of elements of, of various genres it's got you know stoner rock it's got drone it's got doom in there and i thought this was a really twisting like narrative of, of a piece of of music really it, it just sort of goes so many different places and accomplishes so much on the way i mean it i think it's about 40 minutes here it flies by because you just it really sort of took me in. I know we say that a lot about uh, sort of longer, uh, like dronier kind of uh, tracks on this podcast a lot, but this just kind of uh, hit something in my brain. It just flicked a switch somewhere. Um, I presume you had the same sort of experience, Pete.
1: I did. It's, you know, I found it. If you look on the bank, they describe their musical direction as being characterized by heavy and slow riffs mixed with psychedelic drone and noise. And I've just seen as well, actually, on the bottom bandcamp said like if you like Mangon, you might also like and the first two bands, are Bong Whipper and Venom Sabat. Yeah, which is perfect. and it sums that up. And, <laughs> and actually, when you, you put that all together, you know, you, you just think, "Yep, that's that's good enough for us too." Yeah. Um, it I did. I really, you know, it, 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 it's it it's instrumental. It isn't perfect, but I really locked in on it all the way through, and mm. it didn't matter. You know, it's the kind of when I say it's not perfect, it's, that's Probably well, because it's so it feels almost free from to an extent. You know, like, this is 18 minutes long, this track. Um, it's I think people shouldn't be put off by the length of it or the promise of drone or the threat of drone, depending on what your way of game it. Um, because like so you say it goes in so many different directions, there's still kind of rifts of plenty. Um, there's bits of it where you just feel like you're submerged into the depth, and you like it's like you experience the hallucinatory side effects from pressure and darkness and sense deprivation but other bits where it's, it's quite light and psychedelic um i think the, the most telling thing for me is that even though it's 18 minutes long and it's you know that can be quite an, or, an ordeal to kind of go through you know particularly when we try to you know, when we listen to so much music the fact that i've kind of afforded it the full 18 minutes several times you know since i first kind of came across it is it, telling you know, and I think that's because there's this overarching sense of being in something, you know, like being encapsulated by
0: it. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And I think the minimalist nature of the, uh, the artwork and the lack of, the almost lack of any information apart from, you know, how it's been recorded adds to the mystery. And uh, certainly makes you create your own uh, kind of uh, story or, or kind of uh, direction in your head. So I thought it was an absolutely astounding uh, release. Um, it's called, I'm going to call it Yarg. Uh, apologies to uh, Mangont if, if that's not kind of quite how it's uh, pronounced. Uh, but we're going to play a sort of excerpt from the song Yag. Yarg. Um, and you can get this at Mangont.bandcamp.com. And uh, yeah, see what you think to this. We'll see you next week.